So, so the question to start with is, what does the term Bible Belt mean to you, or what does it bring to mind, the term Bible Belt? Uh, well, to me, it brings a lot of, a lot of churches. You know, uh, some of them get together and they help other people, and some of them, well, <clears throat> excuse my term, but they can be highfalutin. They don't want you in the church if you're homeless or, or anything like that. You know, they're in a certain group. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but sure. <laughs> it's what I've been around, so. Okay. So you, so you say that you've been a, a church-going person? Yeah, I, I went to a Presbyterian church in Bristol. Okay. Uh, started there when I was like 10 or 11. Okay. What, um, what are your own views? What, what do you think happens after, after we die? What do you think about the afterlife? Well, I know I'm going to heaven. Okay, so you <laughs> yeah. believe in heaven? Yes. So, so when you die, if, if God were to ask you, hey, why should I let you into heaven? How do you think you'd answer that? Well, I would just tell him that, you know, I've lived my life the best way I could. I'm not no saint, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I've, I've tried to live right. Okay, so trying to be a good person, that's, that's the answer. Um, so do you, do you know um, how God judges whether something is good or bad? Uh, <clears throat> in my view, it would be, I don't think it would be good if you were out here killing somebody or you committed suicide. Right. Because suicide, according to the Bible, is supposed to be a sin, so. Mm -hmm. Right, so talking know. about what is sin, you, you know the Ten Commandments, right? Heard of those? Do you think you've kept the Ten Commandments or broken the Ten Commandments? Well, I've probably broken one or two, but, yeah. you know, I've made up for it. That's been when I was young, so. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I would say, I mean, thinking about some of them. But God's supposed to forgive everything once you ask for forgiveness. I do want to talk about that in a minute. But we, I want to talk about what we need forgiveness for, because if we are, so we have the Ten Commandments, and for example, one of them is, is don't lie, right? So I would say that I've, I couldn't tell you how many times I've lied in my whole life, right? You think that you've lied before in your life? Yeah, probably a time or two, but I try to be as honest as I can and straightforward as I can with everybody, so. Yeah, but I've done that, and I think that if, uh, you know, if we... None if we, of us are perfect, though. So. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another one is, you know, don't steal, and that doesn't just include robbing stores or anything, but that could, taking something that doesn't belong to you in, in your whole life. You, you think you ever done that before? Probably when I was younger, yeah. Yeah, I have. I have. But sure. I regretted it afterwards because mm -hmm. I got a spanking from my parents <laughs> that was, <laughs> you ain't yeah. going to forget. Another one that, that's, that's, uh, that's real, really hard is um, Jesus said if you look at someone with lust that you're not married to, that's, that's sexual immorality, that's uh, adultery in the heart. Uh, well, I don't really know that much about that because when I got married, I... I was just was for him, you know. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about anybody else. Even before you're married, though, is what I mean. Not not when you're married necessarily. Even when you're single, and just lusting after somebody that includes all of that, which is you know, something that I'm certainly guilty of. Well, myself. it depends on whether you mean lust or you've just got a bad crush on form or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, guess it could be both. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely could be both. <laughs> definitely could be both. And I guess the... I'd say we've all probably lusted at one time or another. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Without even realizing we've done it. That's yeah, sure, or realizing it or not, yeah. We're not perfect. Only God was perfect. Right, yeah. That's kind of the point, isn't it? So, so we're guilty of breaking the commandments, 
I, I certainly am. And if we asked anybody those questions, I think we'd find out that we're all guilty, right? Yeah, yeah some like point, you, yeah. Like you said. So, so if God judges us based upon how well we've kept the Ten Commandments, will he find us innocent or guilty then? Well, I'd say guilty because we've all broke one or two of them at one time or another. Yeah, that makes sense, right? I, I agree 100%. So does that mean just based upon that, just based upon what we've done, heaven or hell then for us? Just apart from forgiveness and everything, with justice, would we get heaven or hell? Well, I would think heaven because he said that whenever we committed a sin, we should ask for forgiveness. And Jesus was supposed to have died for our sins. That was the reason why right. Right. he was on the cross. I meant uh, apart from all that, just, from just, just for justice sake, apart from forgiveness and apart from Jesus, we would deserve a penalty. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's what probably include hell. <laughs> right, it would be hell. That's, that's kind of the point, because think about it like this. If, like you said before, it'd be bad if people were out here murdering and things like that. If I was guilty of murder or something and I was on trial in the courthouse, and I said to the judge, well, yeah, I mean, I murdered, but can you let me go? I'm sorry. If the judge said, you know, murder, it's not a big deal. You can go on. That'd be a pretty bad judge, don't you oh, think? Yeah. Yeah. And see, since God is righteous, he can't do that. He can't just overlook and say your sins are no big deal. Now, you got to be punished to some degree. Well, e either, yeah, so you can be forgiven or you can be punished in hell is what I'm saying. There's really yeah. those two options. But you already mentioned Jesus. So what did, what did he... What did he do so that we could, people could be forgiven of their sins? He died on the cross. Mm -hmm. So what is his, how does his death make it so that people can be forgiven? <laughs> because he died for us because of our sins. So, so think about it like this. What, tell me Every if time I think about that, I think about Sodom and Gomorrah mm -hmm. when he uh, run them out of the temple. Mm -hmm. You know, because they committed a sin. They were supposed to be gay or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think about that one. Yeah, so, so we have all these sins and therefore we deserve a penalty. But you, like you said, so Jesus died for our sins. Let me say something about that and see what you think about it. So what that means, people oftentimes have heard, well, Jesus died for our sins, but they don't oftentimes know what that means, that he died for our sins. And this is what it means. It means that I deserve this penalty for breaking God's law, but my guilt is transferred to Jesus and he takes the penalty in my place on the cross. Yes, that's what I was trying to okay. get across. Okay. So instead of God punishing me for my sins, he punishes Jesus for my sins. So, because God has to deal out justice. He can't just say no big deal, right? Yeah. So that's how God can show mercy to me and forgive me is by putting my penalty on somebody else, on Jesus particularly. Yes. That makes sense? Yes. Okay. But there's one other thing that Jesus did. Do you know how good would somebody have to be in order to earn heaven? How good of a person would you have to be? Well, you'd probably have to be perfect like Jesus. Bingo. But we already established that we're not. No. Right? So what does that mean? Can we... Well, God knew that. That's the reason why his son prayed to prize. That's right. That's right. So the point, though, is that we can't get to heaven by being good, right? Because we'd have to be perfect. You're right about that. Jesus said you must be perfect. And it also says, if you don't do everything in the law, you're under God's curse. It says that in the Bible. Galatians 3, it says that. So that's the problem. So do you remember what you said before on why God will let you into heaven? Do you remember what you said? Yeah, you had to be, uh, you have to, uh, you have to try to do what's right. Mm -hmm. But see, you can never do good enough. 
You have to be perfect. No, you can't be perfect. Yeah. I mean, none of us can be perfect. Only Christ was perfect. Right, exactly. So this is the difference. So how can I be saved, forgiven of my sins, and go to heaven? It can't be by me trying to be good enough because I'll never meet the standard of perfection. So the other. Well, that means if that's the case, we never get into heaven because none of us are. That's going right. To be perfect. That's right, but there is a way. It's not by our obedience, though, because we can never earn heaven. But you've already we already talked about it. It's about it's Jesus as the Savior. See, instead of me trying to earn heaven, Jesus earned heaven for me. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Maybe you've heard this, this verse. It says, the wages of sin... Is death. Yeah. So think about what that is. You know, the wages. Can you define what wages are in general? Well, wages is to me is the pay. When you, you work and you get paid. Bingo. Exactly. It's something you earn by working. So what we, what we do when we sin, we earn our wages, which it says is death. That's yes. the penalty we earn. But the second half of the verse says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So think about the difference between a wage and a gift. See, a gift is not something you Anything can earn. Anything we get is a gift from God. Right, because we don't deserve it. Yeah. But see, if you get a paycheck from working or something, that's not a gift, that's a wage, because they yeah. won't give it to you unless you work, right? Yeah. But if it's your birthday or something and somebody gives you a gift, you don't, you're not indebted to them. You don't pull out your wallet and say, okay, how much do I owe you? Because yeah. you recognize they earn it, they buy it, and they give it to you for free. So it says, if you try to earn heaven, since you sin, you actually earn hell. But it says, heaven, eternal life, is a free gift that Jesus gives to people because he earned it. Yeah. See the difference there? Yeah. So why am I going to heaven? It's not because I've earned it because I can't, can't earn it because I'm not perfect. You'd have to be perfect to earn heaven. So that's the and one. besides that, we're going to die anyway. But mm -hmm. when we die, we're hoping that we're going to go to be with the Lord. Yeah. So how, how can we how can we know? How can we receive forgiveness from Jesus? Because like I said, the only way I can be forgiven is that God has to put my penalty of hell on Jesus at the cross instead of me. And Jesus has to keep the whole law for me too. Because I'm not perfect, but Jesus was perfect for me. It's kind of like how my guilt is transferred to him. His righteousness or his law keeping can be transferred to me. You see that? So that when God looks at me, he no longer sees a guilty person. He sees somebody who's perfect. Not because I've been perfect, but because Jesus was perfect in my place and because he died in my he place. He sees us perfect through him. Yeah, it's like I'm clothed. Like if Jesus earns perfect righteousness for me and then he clothes me in it. So I'm, I'm clothed in the perfect white clothes of righteousness so that when God sees me, he can say, you have, you have the standard to go to heaven on you. That perfect righteousness has been met, not by you, not by me, but by Jesus instead. That's why he's called the savior, right? And we're not the savior. Yeah. We can't save ourselves or, or, or help because we can't, we can't earn it by being good. True. So how, do you, how can you receive forgiveness from Jesus? Well, you have to pray and ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so he put it in the, and his, his disciples put it like this, repent and believe. They said, repent and yeah, believe repent the gospel. And believe. Do you, can you define what repentance means? Uh, you're giving up whatever you've done that wasn't right and trying to make it right. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like this. It's, it's a hatred of, of your own sins. Yeah. If you define it real, real plainly, if, if I'm a liar and sexually immoral or lusting or thieving or whatever, I look at those and say, those are wrong and I hate them and I'm sorry, God, for offending you by doing those things. Because it's his law, after all. He's the one who's offended by them. 
He's saying these are against me, and then we do them anyway. <laughs> For example, he loves truth, he is truth, and yet we lie, and he, doesn't, he hates lying. <laughs> so that's what repentance is, and then there's, there's faith. And faith is like this, a lot of people don't really think about what faith is, but it's simply this, it's not too, too, uh, too challenging. Faith is resting or trusting that what Jesus did, dying on the cross to take the penalty for my sins and keeping the law for me, that what he did will count for me, that he's the savior and that, that he's the only reason that God will accept me is because of what he did. See, you can have faith in lots of things and, and you can have faith in yourself or you can have faith in Jesus when it comes to salvation. If somebody, if I was in Faith a, is also you got to believe in things that you can't see, which is Jesus. Right, yeah, that's part of it too, because I don't, I haven't seen, Jesus is, is not here, in physic, physically here, he's not, he's in heaven. <clears throat> you have to believe what he has said in, in the Bible, right, that's, you're right, that is part of faith. Trusting that what he says is true, and what, yes. and what this, what he did is true, that what, that his death will actually be the only way to be saved. That is what faith is, is trusting in what he did. Trust and believe. Yeah, right. They're, they're, they're synonymous. Trusting and believing are like the same thing. So in order to receive salvation, it says that you're saved by grace. It's a free gift. Through faith, not by works. Yeah. It says that. Ephesians 2, 8. It says, by grace you're saved through faith, and it's not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. So you can't boast in yourself. See, if I'm saying I'm going to go to heaven because of something I've done, that's trusting in me and it's boasting in me. And God's saying that's not how salvation works. Salvation is trusting in what Jesus did instead. So it's transferring your trust from yourself and trusting in Jesus instead. Everything's by the grace of God. Right. And, 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 and that's what salvation is. The only way you can be forgiven is by grace, meaning God forgives you not because you try to do better or not because you try to make up for things that wrong things you've done. But he gives salvation as a free gift to everybody who repents and believes. You see how different that is from try to be a better person? Grace, grace and works, grace and obedience when it comes to salvation, it can't be, I'm gonna be saved because I try to do better, because I could never be good enough. That's why it has to be by grace. That's why the free gift of God's eternal life is a free gift not by works that no one can boast. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. This is called um, the gospel. You've probably heard that before, the word. Yes. Do you know what the word gospel means? Well, I can't remember exactly sure. right now, but... The word itself means good... I got good. an idea. Okay. It means good news. Yeah. So it's, it's the good news about what Jesus did. And you can see why this is good news to people who recognize that they are guilty and that they have no hope of salvation because they're not, they could never be good enough. This is saying there's a savior, Jesus, who if you trust in him will save you from your sins. See the difference there? Yeah. That's big. Trust and believe, like I said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so there's a difference. So what you said in the beginning <coughs> is a difference between, you said you're gonna go to heaven because you try to be a good person. But as we discussed, you couldn't be good enough. No, nobody could ever be good enough. You'd have to be perfect. And like You'd you said, have to be Jesus to be good. <laughs> right. So what do you think now? If, 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 if God were to ask you, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think the right answer would be now? Now run that by me again. Remember the question I asked you before, why will God let you into heaven? Yeah. What do you think the answer should be now? 
it should be that we could go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Why? Why will because he let you? Because we trust know? and believe what he told us. What's in the Bible? Yeah, trusting that that Jesus is the Savior and not yourself. Yes. Big difference there. Because you know, do you know what he said? He's on the cross. You know, he's dying. Right before he died, he said something. Do you know what they are? Three he words. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. He did say that. You're right. After that, though, he said, it is finished. Right yes. before he died, he said, it is finished. And what he meant is that the, the full penalty for, sin, for his people's sins has been paid now. He's accomplished salvation. So that means that I can't do anything to finish salvation for him. It's not me and Jesus working together to save me. It's no, that he's, it's God and Jesus. Yeah, he did it all, all, all by himself. Jesus is God and man, and he did everything to accomplish salvation. That's why he's the savior and not me. That's why he's accomplished it and gives it as a free gift, and I'm not earning it at all. Completely undeserving. That's what grace means, is that it's given not because you deserve it. Because if you deserve it, it's a wage. But you can't earn eternal life by wages. No. But, yeah. No. You got to go through Jesus to get the only way. Life. Yeah. So I guess um, wrapping up here, I, I think, do you yourself think, see, see your personal need for Jesus as your savior? Yes. Okay. And do you think that you will repent and trust in him alone for your salvation? Oh yes, definitely. Okay. Excellent. Okay. I guess one more thing. Have you ever heard of being born again? Yes. Jesus talked about that. Yes. Do you know what that means? <laughs> I'm thinking that it's when you, uh, that you're uh, born again through God. He's given you, uh, he's forgiven you of your sins. Mm -hmm. So therefore you're born again through him. Mm -hmm. So it is something that God does. And it's, 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 it's particularly though, it's described as God giving you a new heart. Yeah. He makes you like a new person. So you have, you have new desires. And a new heart, new mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a new person. You're a new creation. It, it describes it that way. So if we are, if we're wondering, there's, there's basically two people, two, t two types of people in the world then. There are people who are born again and people who are not. Yes. Okay. But I think he wants all of us to go to heaven. That's why he's given everybody a chance to go through Jesus to be saved and born again and Mm -hmm. So that they can all be in heaven. He don't want anybody to go to hell, I don't think. Mm -hmm. so, so but the, there's a lot of people out here that don't believe in God. Right, and that's why it's important to talk about the gospel and, and what, you, what, what, what you are to believe in. Who are we to believe in, particularly Jesus? But the question that I was raising is that how can we know whether or not we are born again and, and therefore saved? And Jesus said that you can know a person by their fruit like you know a tree by its fruit, right? So if we saw a tree, you know, with apples on it, we would know because there's apples on it, that that's an apple tree. Same with an orange. <clears throat> Whatever is on the branches, we know, <coughs> we know the tree bites fruit. Same with, with people, with ourselves. What kind of fruit is being born in our lives? What, what, do, what does our life look like? And, and there are three things, three fruits that we can look at in ourselves to see if they're there, to see whether or not we've been born again. Because do you know there's a such thing as a fake Christian? Oh, yeah. yeah. I met a few of them. Sure. I even know a couple atheists. I asked, I asked one one time why he didn't believe in God. Mm -hmm. I said, how can you not believe in God? Look around mm -hmm. you. That's right. Everything you see in front of you, he made. That's right. Yeah, so, so the, the thing is, a fake Christian is somebody who says that they're a Christian, but they're not really saved. They're not really born again. 
So that's why we have to have these, these examine ourselves. The Bible says to examine yourselves to see whether you're, you're in the faith, whether you're really a true Christian. And it, basically there are three things, and we've already talked about two of them. Yeah. One of them is if you're trusting in Christ alone for your salvation. So if you say, I'm gonna to go to heaven because of what Jesus did alone, that's, that's a good fruit. That that's one of the things that might demonstrate that you're born again. The other thing is repentance. What's your attitude toward your sin? Is it eh, no big deal or is it I'm sorrowful to God and I hate my sin because I know how much it offends him and I don't want to do these wrong things anymore. That's a repentant attitude. And then similar to that is that you're going to have a desire to obey God. See, not to try to earn salvation because you can't. You desire to obey God out of gratitude or thankfulness because he's given salvation as a free gift. Yeah. See that difference there? As a Christian, I don't try to obey God because I think that's going to get me into heaven because I'd be trusting in myself, which means I wouldn't be trusting in Christ alone. I'd try to obey God because I'm thankful to God for giving salvation as a free gift and because I want to serve him. My, I, You're thankful because you have that free gift too. Yes. And a new heart that desires to, to follow God. So those are kind of the three tests, that desire to follow God, repentant, repentant heart, and a trust in Christ alone. So I guess those things are important to think about because that's how we can test and see whether or not we really are saved. Yeah. So the things we need to concern ourselves with is, do I trust in Christ alone and not at all in myself? Because it's not of works, it's by grace through faith and not of works. And am I repentant of my sins? Those are the things that Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe, rest in him, and you'll be saved. It's really simple. Yeah. But it's something that it takes a shot at our pride because we think, I want to be good enough. I want to work my way. That's natural. But instead, we have to say, I'm not good. I'm actually evil. But thanks to God that he sent Jesus to save me from my sins. God actually made it easy. It's the people out here that make it three times harder. Well, we, we as we are, everybody, we as human beings are sinful and have hard hearts. And uh, that's why it takes the grace of God for him to save us. He has to come in and, and open our eyes to even see that we need Jesus as our savior. You, you've, you know some of the Bible, I can tell from talking. You oh, might yeah, I, I went to church for a long time. Yeah, so you might remember when Jesus did, you know, Jesus did miracles in front of people but they didn't believe in him anyway because of the hardness of, of the human heart. My stepfather used to tell me, uh, you, uh, you don't have to be at church to praise God. You can, uh, you can worship him from home mm -hmm. because they did under tents when uh, they had those tent revivals and stuff. Mm -hmm. That is if you don't have a church to go to. Mm -hmm. He said, you can worship God from home. Yeah, the church, the church really is the people of God it's not the, the building, the church house. It's really, um, it's, it's, it doesn't matter as much. You, you could have the church in right here in the field or whatever. You can worship God from anywhere. But we are called, Christians are called to, to gather together. Yeah, I understood that part. Yeah, not in a particular building necessarily, but together um, to worship God together and to have fellowship with, together and to help one another to, yeah, to help one another, you know, walk as Christians and follow God and things like that. We need help. We can, nobody can be an island to themselves and, and no. be, that's, that's a sure, uh, a sure 
way to have problems. And uh, it's also not obeying God says to assemble together. So, but yeah, um, okay. So you said that you see <clears throat> your need for Jesus and you're saying, and we talked about being born again. I guess I didn't ask you, you think that you are born again? Yes. Okay. All right, well, that's pretty much everything I wanted to ask you. Is there anything you'd like to add really, or talk to me about? Nobody, ain't nobody can live without God. If right. they think that they can, they're fooling themselves. That's right. You're right. I can't even I tie my shoe. I guess my last statement. Yeah, it's a good statement. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I can't even tie my shoe without God. I, I am totally nothing. Yeah. Right? You're totally helpless without God. That's right. And everything, especially when it comes to salvation, there's nothing I could ever do. No. Yeah. If I had, if I had to be good enough, I'd never make it. <laughs> right. Not without God, anyway. We would never. None of us could. Could, and that's why Jesus had to come. See, if we could earn salvation, Jesus wouldn't have never, never have come. He wouldn't need to. He wouldn't have had to die. That's right. Why would he? If he had to die, God the Father had to crush His Son Christ because we're so evil and there's no other way of saving us. He loved his people so much that he sent his son to die for them. They didn't deserve it. No. Because they deserve justice in hell. None of us deserve that's it. That's right. But instead he wanted to save people and that's what the good news of the gospel is all about. That Jesus came and did save people and whoever repents and trusts in him alone will be forgiven and go to heaven. Yeah. yeah. Great. Right. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's that. Thank you again for talking yeah. to me. I enjoyed talking to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And what's your name, by the way? John. Okay. My name's Vicki. Thank you, Vicki. I appreciate it. You're Thank welcome. you so much.